It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is September 9th, 2019. My name is Philip Rosenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. And of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll talk about Evan Fournier and how he's looked for Team France at the FIBA World Cup as France plays Australia on Monday. They'll probably be listening to this after that game is over. France will play Australia for uh, both teams in advance to the quarterfinals. They'll figure out their placement, including the potential that if France loses to Australia, they could play the United States in the quarterfinal round for what should be a very, very interesting matchup for Team USA as Team USA has uh, fought their way into the quarterfinals this tournament. We'll talk about Evan Fournier, what he brings to the team and what we've seen from him this summer, as well as the surprising statistic you may not know about Evan Fournier. But before we get into that, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching on iTunes for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like there's a podcast covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you'd find from, from here from someone like me, a local expert who knows their team best. No matter who the team is, you can find uh, the information that you want on every team, and even now during the offseason. Plus, we have a gro- plus we have Locked On NBA covering the national perspective. Locked On Fantasy Basketball getting you, getting you set for your fantasy basketball season. I already had one fantasy basketball draft lined up. It was, it was pretty scary. We're getting close, folks. Uh, uh, plus, NFL podcast is the Locked On as the NFL season has begun, so you can check out Locked On NFL. MLB and colleges are included too. You can find all these great podcasts wherever you download podcasts to search on iTunes for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. This podcast is also sponsored by DoorDash. Open the DoorDash app at any time and choose what you want to eat and your food will be delivered to you wherever you are. It's that convenient. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCKEDON. That's $5 off your first order of $15 or more. Enter the promo code LOCKEDON at DoorDash today. The FIBA World Cup is wrapping up its second round, so we're getting past the kind of the the fluff. You know, we've trimmed 32 to 16. Now we're trimming 16 to 8, and the knockout rounds will begin. They actually begin... Tuesday. We won't have much to talk about on Tuesday's games. We'll we'll see all the Magic players play on Wednesday as France. Uh, uh, really, France is the only team that's advancing out of the the group play. Montenegro, of course, was eliminated. They're zero three. They'll play their they play their final game against they play their final game on Monday. Uh, Nikola Vucevic having a really nice run. We'll talk more about him in the coming weeks or in the coming days, of course, as as they wrap up. Um, Ken Birch had a nice run with Canada. Just Canada a little overmanned. Uh, they, 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 both, both those teams have not won a game uh, yet in, in FIBA play, which is unfortunate because I, I think both teams 
are deserving of wins. And, and Montenegro has played some really good bas- played some really good basketball, just unable to finish uh, down the stretch. Nikola Vucevic had a fantastic game on Saturday uh, where uh, he scored 20-plus points. Um, but Montenegro lost a 10-point lead in the final three minutes to Turkey uh, as Turkey pulled away for a surprising victory. Just Montenegro just unable to get stops. Uh, I think they shot 20% in the fourth quarter. Just a really disappointing loss for them because they've played really hard. Uh, I think they've played really well. I've watched all their games, or most of their games. Uh, they've played really, really well. Their guards leave a little bit to be desired. Uh, Nikola Vucevic in ways that we'll talk about, I think, in, a, in an upcoming episode has left some things to be desired as well. Um, but he's generally played well, I thought, and, and it's hard to ask a center to kind of do the things that I'm, I'm thinking he should be doing. Uh, but overall, I, 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 I'm really frustrated for Montenegro that they haven't been able to get a win, but, but you know, they haven't closed, closed these deals out. Um, they've had their opportunities. Finally, the last guy we want to talk about, since we'll talk about Evan Fournier here, is Al Farouk Aminu. Uh, Al Farouk Aminu, uh, you know, really this tournament was the first time I've really sat down and watched him play. And, and I have to say, and I think we've talked about it here on the on the podcast, I have to say I, I really enjoy watching Aminu play. Um, I think that he fills in a lot of gaps. Um, he's someone that doesn't really want the ball or need the ball in his hands too much, but when you give it to him, he will generally make the right decision. Not the best playmaker, so... You know, I think sometimes he'll drive himself into traps. And, and I think, you know, a player like uh, Luis Scola got under his skin a little bit when they played Argentina. Uh, but he's, uh, I, I feel like he's in, in the right setting, in the right situation with the right players around him. He's really, really, really composed and, and really smart with the basketball. He doesn't do things that he isn't capable of doing. He can fill up a stat sheet. He can go, you know, one, you know he's a, five, a one by five guy kind of, kind of player where he will get a block, a steal, a rebound, a point, you know, all those things. And when he gets on a roll, he's he can score a bunch of points. I mean, I think there will be games where he has a run of six, seven, eight points, uh, and, and that can help change the game a little bit. And, and I think we'll see him have like 12, 13, 14-point games just as often as you'll see him have, you know, kind of two, five-point games. But in either case, he will make an impact in the game. And So I thought his World Cup was really strong in that sense. The Nigeria's World Cup is over. They, they did not advance to the quarterfinals, but they still had a lot to play for in the second round, in their classification uh, ground. As, as, as I, I may have met, I don't think I've mentioned this on the show, but because the FIBA World Cup is taking place in 2019, the year before the Olympics, the Olymp- FIBA is using the World Cup to determine Olympic qualifying. So there's a little bit of a tournament within the tournament here. Uh, for each region, there's a certain number of teams that will get automatic bids. So the World Cup winner will automatically get a bid to the Olympics next year. That's that's the big that's a big prize. In uh, the Americas, Europe, and I believe Asia as well, the top two teams will get bids, automatic bids to the Olympics. So the U.S. right now. If they make the quarterfinals, I am fairly certain that they clinch their berth in the Olympics. So I think the I think the United States has secured their Olympic berth. I'll have to double check that. For Africa, there is only one automatic bid. From there, that that that's seven of the twelve teams. Japan makes eight. The final four teams will be determined by a uh, Olympic qualifying tournament next July, and those will be determined by I believe it's the next. 
I think it's the next four or eight t- place teams in, in the World Cup, plus some wild cards that are thrown in there. It's, it's not particularly clear how it's set up. FIBA, FIBA kind of makes these things up, makes this thing up on the fly. But there was only one spot reserved or one automatic spot for African teams. And on Sunday morning, in the U.S. at least, on Sunday, behind a really balanced effort from Alfred Camino, I think he had eight points, six rebounds, five, five assists, something like that. Again, just very typical Aminu stat line. Nigeria secured their trip to the World Cup. So a big congratulations to Nigeria. Their third straight trip to, or sorry, to the Olympics. Their third straight trip to the Olympics. It'll be Aminu's third time being an Olympian. He took to Twitter uh, and Instagram to express his joy at accomplishing this. And so even though Nigeria did not advance to the knockout rounds and not get to the final stage to the, to the big, you know, kind of the big prize of the World Cup, Nigeria is moving on in the moving on in, I guess, the world phase and getting a shot at the gold medal. So congratulations to Alfred Gaminu and kind of on the low here. When I was looking up the, the rosters to see if Alfred Kamini was going to play for Nigeria in the World Cup, I noticed that Chuma Okiki was listed on the initial roster, on the initial roster player pool for Nigeria. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I've heard that Wesa Wundu also has some ties to Nigeria and could be eligible to play for them as well. Um, you know, Nigeria's got some interesting guards, uh, you know, so I don't think it's completely out of the question uh, that they add these guys in, but... Uh, definitely, uh, you know, there are definitely some magic connections to Nigeria and definitely the opportunity to see more magic players play at the world at the Olympics next summer. But in any case, Al Farouk Aminu and Nigeria are heading to the Olympics next summer. So big congratulations to them. But now, you know, the tournament within their tournament is going to continue on here through the quarterfinals, especially for the European teams where, you know, every, you know there's so many European teams between Spain and, Ser- I mean, Spain and Serbia and France are essentially fighting for those automatic Olympic berths, one of those three teams is going to have to qualify uh, next July, which again is a huge step. Um, you know, I, I, I shouldn't, I, I think that's that's important to say. Uh, but, um, but now we're getting to the gritty, to the nitty gritty of this tournament. Now we're getting to the fun part of this tournament where it's single elimination, one loss and you're out. Serbia lost. So now Serbia is potentially in the U.S.'s bracket uh, where they'll play in the semifinals. And Serbia was my pick to win this tournament. I was shocked that Serbia got beat by Spain on Sunday. So uh, a lot still to get to, a lot still to to, to focus on and look at here uh, as the World Cup comes to a close. And we'll get to those, those fun games here coming up in just a bit. But before we do, I do want to make some key observations on Evan Fournier and, and, and the way that he has played for France and what that might mean for the Orlando Magic. Before we do that, though, I want to remind I want to remind you all to make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let the Vivid Seats app help you get to your favorite live event. Whether you're going to an Orlando City game, whether you're going to a Magic game, whether you're going to a concert, whether you're going to any event, Vivid Seats has your ticket to get in. Enter promo code KICKOFF, that's K-I-C-K-O-F-F, at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100 at vividseats.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. 
Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Throughout this World Cup, France has been kind of in that second tier of teams. that could qualify for a medal, but it'd be a little bit of an upset. They've had to fight and scratch and claw really from game one. From when they played Germany and won by, I think it was five. And their game on, on Saturday, France was leading the entire way. Gave up their lead and had to, you know, was trailing by, uh, by one or two. And had to fight and claw to stay in it. Had to reach down deep against Lithuania. Very tough team with, with Jonas Valanciunas really giving Rudy Gobert problems and, and foul trouble hurting the team, including Evan Fournier. They had to dig deep and find the big shot. It's been kind of what they've had to do. Gobert is a great defensive backstop. And they've got some good offensive weapons, but a lot of what France has relied on has been quick ball movement. And frankly, they've relied on the play of Evan Fournier. Throughout this offseason, throughout this summer, and really kind of fairly, Evan Fournier has been cast as something of the scapegoat of the Magic starting starting lineup players at two guard, outside of DJ Augustin at point guard, which maybe the Magic have the replacement of Marco Fultz, Evan Fournier is the guy that's viewed as the guy they need to move on from. Part of it is the contract. He's got a very big contract. He's got one year plus a player option at $17 million a year. And by Fournier's own admission, his 2019 season wasn't his best. Even though the Magic made the playoffs, even though the Magic did accomplish that team goal. He felt like he could have played better. It's hard to argue with that. And so he would agree that something was off last year. It's hard to say what. I don't even think Fournier would know what. And so coming to the World Cup, Fournier was obviously playing for pride because he's very, very proud of his country and, and, and represents his country very, very well. But he was playing to prove something about himself once again. And that something was undoubtedly that he could step his game up to another level. What we've seen from Evan Fournier at the World Cup is exactly the Evan Fournier that we've wanted to see. Calm and collected on the ball. Keeping the ball moving when nothing's there. Running pick and rolls to great effect. Making shots on balance. Hitting clutch shots as he is known to do. Against Germany and against Lithuania, Fournier was a huge catalyst for the team's ultimate success and their wins. France is in the quarterfinals, not entirely on Fournier's back, of course, but for a big reason because of Fournier. 
entering their final game against Australia, which will be a very, very tough and very good game. If, if, you, don't, if you get a chance, do watch it. It should be a fun game. Entering their final game against Australia, Evan Fournier has been one of the best players for France. Averaging 18.3 points per game and shooting a 50% effective field goal percentage. Hasn't been the most efficient player. He's taken a lot of shots. But he's making his three-pointers at a steady clip. He's getting inside the lane. He's maintained that passing that he showed last year. And he's defended decently well. It's all you can ask for. This version of Evan Fournier might be an augmented version. France needs him to do a little bit more. There are guards. You know, Nicholas Batum is a good kind of facilitator. That Evan Fournier really is the lead guard of this team. This Evan Fournier that we're seeing at the World Cup is the Evan Fournier we want to see in Orlando. Someone who is able to read the defense and stay calm under pressure. And frankly, this is closer to the Evan Fournier that we know. In almost every sense, last year for Evan Fournier was an outlier. He shot a career worst from beyond the arc. 34% was his career worst. His scoring average decreased for the first time in his career. And that was inevitable that was going to happen. But going a little bit deeper, while his assists were up and, and his defensive numbers were all tracking well, going a little bit deeper. His overall offensive game took a huge dip too. According to Second Spectrum, NBA.com's player tracking service, Evan For- the Magic scored 0.77 points per possession when Fournier was running the pick and roll. Put him in the 35th percentile. You compare that to 2018, two years ago. The Magic scored 0.93 points per possession when Fournier handled the ball. That was in the 82nd percentile. The year before that, in 2017, it was at 0.92. Until last year, and who knows why, the field goal percentage is probably a big reason why, until last year, you could count on the Magic getting at least a decent shot, an above-average shot, when they put Evan Fournier in the pick-and-roll. That was not the case last year. Last year, putting the ball in Evan Fournier's hands was typically a mistake. And we could all see why. That the big criticism of Fournier is that he would sometimes slow the offense down. I thought that he would wait a beat too long sometimes. Just grab the, you know, he'd take the ball instead of attacking immediately. He'd kind of stop and allow the defense to reset. And he's not someone that's breaking anyone down one-on-one. He needs a pick to spring him free to get himself going downhill, and to kind of get his shot going. And it was not going last year. And to be sure, for the Magic to have success this year, they need Evan Fournier to create some gravity. 
as he has in this tournament. As he has for France to put them in position to compete for a gold medal at the FIBA World Cup. Now, I won't pretend. Everything we've seen from him is really good, really encouraging, but it doesn't always translate. FIBA is, these FIBA international games are a little bit different than the NBA. Different in a lot of ways, actually. But Fournier has been smart and composed, and I think you can't help but be impressed with how he's played overall. But ultimately, when it comes to Evan Fournier, what will create gravity, what will force defenses to really respect him, is that three-point shot. I could tell you Fournier had his best season off the ball, or as a passer, last year. But none of it mattered because his three-point shot was terrible. 34% in the regular season, 29% in the playoffs. Without the threat of Fournier's three-point shot, the Magic's offense looks pretty bad, as it did in the playoffs. And so, first and foremost for Fournier, while all this added stuff is good and I think will help the team and help Fournier tremendously, none of it matters if he can't shoot an open three-pointer at a decent clip. Fournier knows this. He couldn't explain why his shot kind of betrayed him last year. And clearly... He's put in some work to be better. And the Magic need that. Because when the game is close, Evan Fournier is the guy they turn to. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm personally not one that subscribes much to clutch situations. I don't think that that they're the end-all be-all and And I don't think that we should put more importance in them than we should. Yes, these are the moments that determine wins and losses, which is ultimately what matters. So I'm not saying they're not important. But I find arguments about who's clutch and who's not relatively irrelevant because there's 46 other minutes in a game. There's a whole 48-minute game where every possession should have the same, theoretically, should have the same importance. It's obviously not emotionally how things are. But as I often say, and as many other analytics people will tell you, good teams don't win close games, they avoid them. Well, for a team like the Orlando Magic, close games are going to be the norm. Steve Clifford's Charlotte Hornets teams that struggled to make the playoffs, struggled to make the playoffs because they were really bad in close games. Last year, in games that were within five points in the final two minutes, the Orlando Magic were 14-16, and 16, about the result you would expect. But take into consideration that Orlando finished tied with Detroit for seventh, a game behind Brooklyn for sixth, 
including two close losses to Brooklyn. Flip one of those games around, and all of a sudden you're sitting in sixth, you're playing Philadelphia, who you matched up pretty well with in the regular season. Not that you didn't match up well with Toronto in the regular season, so maybe that's relevant, but you could see how differently the standings could look in both directions. So close games are important. Being able to finish is important, and it takes a certain player to get there. And surprisingly, the Magic have one of the best closers in the league, or at least big shot makers in the league. And that's Evan Fournier. Throughout all his struggles last year, throughout all his shooting struggles last year, Fournier hit two buzzer beaters and was still the guy that took the most shots late in games. And not only took the most shots late in games, he made a lot of them. We remember the game against the Cleveland Cavaliers when he set himself up for a three-pointer over Chetty Osman to win. Remember the game against the Detroit Pistons in December when he was able to come across a screen and hit a floater. The kind of shots that he's making for France now, by the way. To win that game at the buzzer. Those were two iconic moments for Evan Fournier. But his clutchness goes a little bit beyond that. In 29 games played under clutch situations, so again, within five points in the final two minutes, Evan Fournier led the team with 32 points. He made 11 of 20 shots and three of nine three-pointers. These late-game shots are typically poor shots. You rarely see players shooting around 50% in these situations because, frankly, teams stop running their offense. They go to isolation plays. And isolation plays, as you know, kind of mono e mono and narrative-driven as they seem, are the least efficient shots you can take. Those are not the shots you should be taking. Those are not the plays you should be designing. They do not work. Maybe they set something else up, but as a scoring proposition, isolation plays are terrible. And the Magic don't really run a lot of isolation plays, I think. I think they do. They run a lot of pick and rolls. They they run a lot of sets in those late game situations. And Fournier is the beneficiary of them because he does work really well within the system. And in these moments, in these moments, Fournier has stepped up. It would be one thing if it were just one year that this happened. But it's been over several years. In the last three years, in 74 clutch games, again, within five points in the final two minutes, Evan Fournier scored 83 points. So again, that's more than a point per game in these clutch situations. He's made 27 of 53 shots, that's 50.9%, and 10 of 27 threes, that's 37%. Evan Fournier is a really good clutch player. You might think, oh no, it should be Terrence Ross, oh no, it should be someone else. The numbers don't lie though. Evan Fournier delivers for the magic in the clutch. And a lot of that is because he is one of the best shooters on the team. Terrence Ross has been up and down. He's made a lot of big shots. I'm not denying that. But he's missed a lot of big shots too. He's missed a lot of shots in those situations as well. Evan Fournier has constantly made them. 
And that's why he still carries a lot of value for the team. This, of course, can turn very quickly, but if Fournier puts all the pieces together from what he's done at the World Cup to having this confidence late in games, again, and he's shown that clutch gene for France, hit the game-winning shot against Germany or a game-clinching shot against Germany and uh, a one-legged floater over Germany's center. Against Lithuania, he hit a big shot with about a minute 30, about a minute or a minute left in the game. That gave France the lead for good. Dando Ducolo finished it, putting him, putting him up by three. He's hit big shots now, in the past, and probably will in the future because he love he relishes those moments. He steps up to those moments in a way few Magic players have. And that's, again, why Evan Fournier is so important. He creates gravity, and he's not afraid of the moment at any point of the game. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philipr__md. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, the Google Play app, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. Um, definitely check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com for the latest on the Orlando Magic. Follow us on Twitter at OmagicDaily. We'll be starting player uh, outlooks later on this week. On Wednesday, actually, is our first player outlook as we're officially in the countdown to training camp. Media day is exactly three weeks from today on September 29th. Or September 30th, excuse me. So get excited. We are three weeks away from the Magic starting their 2020 season. We're almost to the end of the tunnel. But I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Until next time, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.